for great ideas and practical tools you can start using tomorrow to grow your business and separate you from the competition, you've come to the right place. If you're into B2B marketing and sales, then welcome to the one and only B2B marketing and sales podcast. With over 60 and counting total years in the trenches of businesses small and large, they have a plethora of knowledge and experience that generate you more leads, capture more clients, ring up more sales. Well, doggone it, just make you more money. How about that? Always thought-provoking, yet dubiously entertaining. Please welcome to their respective microphones across three time zones, your co-ringmasters, the Dave Loomis, and not the rock star, Steve Miller. Okay. Hey, everybody, this is Steve Miller, better known as Kelly's dad, marketing gunslinger, and I am not the rock star. Okay, I am not the rock star, but you want to talk about rock stars... I've got with me Mr. Voice. The Dave Loomis. You know, man, I'll tell you what, if you if you could sing with that voice, say you know, you 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 know, peop, you know, fans would be swooning at your feet. Yeah, we could uh we could try Thunder Road by Bruce Springsteen sometime. That's actually one that I do pretty well. Okay. Well, yeah. we'll do that. Yeah. We'll do that. Uh, Not this episode, but but no. a future one. No, I don't yeah, we need to I don't want to scare people away right now. This is not the time scare to scare people away. This would be a magnet. Well, I mean, if I'm singing, you know, because like if you're asking me to sing harmony or anything. No, like no, that. I wasn't asking that at all. Oh, I see. All right. I, I get the hint. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, so like, you know, it's, it's Stephen Dave, Stephen Dave, and we're back again to talk with you about marketing, branding, that type of stuff right mm-hmm. here on the B2B marketing and branding podcast. Mm-hmm. And thank you to everybody that's been uh, listening to us and subscribing to us and liking us. And, and hopefully you'll keep passing that around, uh, sharing, it with, sharing it with friends. And today we're going to talk about a topic that I personally love. I absolutely love. Uh, and the Dave uh, came up with this topic. And the, the topic is market segmentation, which I just think is so critical. It is just so critical. In fact, we just had I just had a, a, a conversation uh, um, yesterday with a, a client of mine just just on that topic alone. Now, you said you, you know I'm gonna hand I'm gonna let you start talking about this because I I know that you've got you you've got your own perspective on market segmentation. I mean, how I, I guess the first thing is make sure people understand what we're talking about, and then what, what's what's the big deal about it? Right. I'd like to start off with a riddle. Okay. It's for you. See if you get the answer to this one. It's an easy, it's kind of a layup. How do you eat an elephant? Oh, well, see, now that, that, that makes me feel like this is a trick question because it's, you know, we've all heard this one before, right? It's not a trick. One bite at a time. Exactly. Right. Now, why would I, why would I start off this, this episode? Why would I start? Why would I give that riddle? Because a bite is a segment. Yes. You can't do it all at once. Why do we even have market segmentation? What is it? Market segmentation is defining the, you know, you can't sell to everybody. You shouldn't even try to sell to everybody. 
No. When somebody says to me, like, and I'm sure this has happened to you too, you know, I'll, I'll be talking to somebody and I'll say, who's, you know, who's the market for this product or service? And they go, everybody. <laughs> oh, yeah. Who wouldn't want this? Everybody, everybody needs this. And my, and my response is, well, don't quit your day job. You know, yeah. you know, uh, um, you know, you know, no, you know, you know, if you can't be all things to all people. No, but or maybe I should say, and in mm-hmm. addition to your great point, let's say you do narrow down your market. So instead of 300 million people in your market, you have a million. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Go sell to those million. Right. Uh, okay. How yeah. do you eat an elephant? Well, uh, it's just it's not an so elephant. easy. A million is still it's, an elephant. It's, it's, it's tough. It's tough. And so there's a natural tendency to want to prioritize, and there's a natural tendency to want to divide or even divide and conquer, as they say. And that's, what, that's where we get market segmentation. And you know, in sort of the olden days, and and to some extent these days, you still see proof of that in sales territories, for example, that are still based on geography. Well, you cover this region, you cover this region, and I think a lot of times when I talk to, especially B two B companies, especially ones that have been around a long time, when you ask them, "Tell me about your market segmentation," they would say, "Okay, well, we've got the West." And we got the east, and we got the southeast, and we got right. the southwest, and and I say, okay, well, beyond geographic territories, what do you have? Uh, and they say, okay, well, we got national counts, and then we got big companies, mid-sized companies, and small companies. And I said, okay, well, keep going because keep going. those are those are still just pretty pretty basic ways to sort of divide up or or describe your market but they're not particularly useful they're kind of the default they're the default they're the default they're not the useful like if it if you got a market segmentation program and it would do something automatically for you it would default to that it would be a default setting Mm -hmm. right but us marketers who've been around the block for a little bit can advise that there are much more interesting and creative ways to divide up in the market and your your own target markets, plural, into different segments. Do you agree with that? One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Yeah, I I completely agree with that. And I have a very, uh, you know, I paint a very specific picture with using my the way my brain works. You know, in my book. Um, about uh, uh, I call it hunting moose, right? And yeah. the, the picture that I paint for people is, and like you, you use for example geographical uh, territories, which is very common, right? Oh, you know, somebody's got south southwest, you know, ca- you know, uni- United States, right? That's a, that's a ge- geographical geographical territory. Okay, I call those forests, right? Those are forests. So. Um, uh, you know, and like the, the question that I would ask somebody is I would say, I would say, well, if you, if you are hunting moose, because like if you go to a forest, if you, if you say that it's just a geographical 
territory. Well, then what you're saying to me is you're hunting all the animals in the forest, right? Uh, it, you're, hunt yeah. you're hunting, you, you know, moose, bear, rabbit, squirrels, snakes, birds, you know, fish. I mean, you're, you're right. hunting all Actually, of them. that might be a good uh, way to create a territory or something for uh we talked about manufacturers reps last time that sell lots of things yep. you know you know do you want to buy a watch or what you know whatever you want yeah i'll sell it to you uh and you know that it's e hunting everything in the forest that's right hunting everything in the forest see and and, and what i the, what i teach my clients is i say look in the beginning or at least to start with pick an animal and I, I say, pick a moose, right? It's just, and, and get to know that moose as best as you possibly can. And ask yourself the question, okay, if you were hunting moose, would you go hunt moose in Florida? No, no. You, wouldn't, you wouldn't hunt moose in the forests of Florida or, mm. uh, or even the forests of Southern California or, any, or anything like that. You would, you would go look for a forest that's up north somewhere, right? Where, uh, where, where moose... Uh, moose live right so yes you're go yes to the moose. like uh, moosehead lake in maine there's a reason why it's called moosehead lake <laughs> yes there are there are because there are, there are meese there there are many meese around there and uh and so you go uh, and you go there but um you know you know what are you going to offer the you know are you going to offer the same thing that you would offer like a rabbit you know as bait because you need to have bait to attract the moose to you, right? So in other words, you need moose bait. The, the bait is specific to the moose. Mm -hmm, and none of the mm -hmm. other animals in the forest could, they, they, they don't care about that bait, right? They, they want their own, they want, they're looking for their own kind of food. That's what they're looking for. Each one of them is looking for their own kind of food. And you have to use, uh, the, the, you have to use the, the kind of tool, the kind of like, like a moose gun, right? You're not gonna hunt a moose with a tennis racket right you're, you're, so you're, so there's a whole bunch of um of things that you have to have in order to attract and kill this particular uh species that you're looking for your right. whatever that segment is that's the so same if you're, if you're a marketer that means that you need to uh, define the segment first of all right, right. and then you need to figure out you need to learn about that segment. You need to learn what is this segment like? What does this segment respond to? And then once I, once I actually am able to attract the person, that buyer or buyers that are in that segment, what can I give them that will really sort of uh, tip the scales and uh, put, get this thing in our favor? And, you, and you've got to even go far and, uh, farther to where you need to be able to speak the language. You need to be able to speak segment. moose, you, like a yeah. moose call. You need to be yeah. able to. Uh... Yeah, that conversation I was having yesterday, for example, um, we narrowed it down. We, we narrowed our conversation down to uh, they had two types of targets. One were uh, in the manufacturing community, right? One, one, is, one were job shops, okay? Mm -hmm. but, but primarily job shops that had less than 50 employees, okay? okay? So that was, that was their number one moose. The number two, the, the number two, which we'll say was a, uh, you know, a, a, a deer, all right, uh, which is different from a moose, all right, a, a deer, you know, or a bear, we'll say bear, that, let's make it really clear, all right, so we got moose here and bear over here, and the bear to them were design engineers. Okay. 
All right. Now, job shops and design engineers do not talk the same language. They have different needs. So job shops, you might have an owner of a job shop and, you know, he, he is going to buy uh, some machinery. Okay. Uh, you right. know, for, for his shop. Okay. <clears throat> design engineers, on the other hand, are, they are given projects by their bosses. And then, and then, and then they look at those projects and they say, okay, what do we need to do these projects? It, so these are two different segments. They're two different animals in the forest. They, 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 they will have different bait mm -hmm. that they are attracted to. Mm -hmm. They will have, you know, you need different weapons, you know, to, to yes. get yes. them, right? Or, or are, whatever are, it is you was do. Was your client selling the same thing? To, to, to both of these, essentially the same thing? Essentially or the same thing. But they, the they thing. both, he, he knew that they both had a need for it. But, and and in, in the past, you know, they've basically sent out the same message to both segments. And this is, this is in, the mar in marketing parlance. This is called, you need message to market match. Yeah. Right? And, uh, you know, message to market match means that you are talking their language. You yeah. are talking to them from their perspective. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, you are, you know, you are understand job shop owners have a different challenge than design engineers have. Right. Right. Okay. I've got a client that, that, uh, that sells filters when uh, people are making well, they're melting down plastic and then they're making things from that melted down plastic. And some of their customers are, making things from scratch, brand new things like really highly engineered items that are beautiful and clean and pure and so forth. Another group of customers are recyclers that are taking recycled plastic and putting it through the paces and melting it down and filtering it out. Now, now those, those are very different. It's the same thing that they're selling essentially, but those are they have very very different needs. The the, the uh, recyclers have uh, it's not very pure. It's it's it it's got all sorts of stuff in it because it's you know it's being recycled, mm -hmm. and so they have very different needs. It gets clogged all the time because of all these impurities. So there need to be different things that happen. And if you were to go interview them and talk to them and do voice of customer, you'd find highly different needs and actually different outcomes, desired outcomes, mm -hmm. because the purity or, or the quality of the output is different too. So I, I, I couldn't agree more that you, you need to speak different languages. You need to speak different languages because every, every, segment, every segment stands alone. And, and, and what I always tell my clients is, let's, let's start with, you know, I try to convince them to, let's start with one. Let's pick one really good good segment for you. All right. Let's let's understand them as best as possible. Let's go talk to them from their perspective. You know, and we're selling them the results that they are looking for. We're not selling them a piece of machinery. We're selling them a result that they are looking for, the hole that the drill is. Exactly. Doing. That's the jobs to be done that we've jobs talked about. Jobs to be done. Exactly. 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 And then once you the once outcome. you once you've got that going, then go ahead and, okay, now you can pick another segment. You can pick a different animal in the forest, but you have to do the exact same thing for them. But most companies, most companies 
simply send out the same message to everybody. And usually it's something very bland, like, like high quality at a great value. We have the best customer service. We have the best quality. You know, you're going to, we are the best at that. Hey, you know what? Everybody says that, which Mm -hmm. makes you the same as everybody else. And that's why you're competing on price. Exactly. And we don't want you to compete on price. Now we've talked a little bit so far, what we've been talking about is is selling and messaging as it relates to these segments. Uh, I've also had the opportunity to do some work where I have um, been working on on distribution channel strategy. We talked about distribution channels um, where I did some research for, say, a company that would make um, uh, electrical circuit breakers, for example, and they were selling through, and we even talked about this last week, where they were selling through uh, distributors and then home center stores came along. But it, it turned out that there were price buyers that would want to go and they'd go anywhere. Mm-hmm. And, then there were, and then there were people that were, were brand buyers. They'd go anywhere to find that brand, not to find the lowest price, but their favorite brand. And then there were some that were channel loyal that would stick with that channel because of the service. So you can segment by those sort of buying behaviors also. So that's an interesting one. And then I also have had some great experience with micro segmentation based on on basically application needs. And it goes back to a little bit about what you were saying, which is, hey, just choose one to start with and, and do a deep dive and talk to them and learn. But I worked for a company that that makes uh, the French-based company that makes many, many things, huge company. They also compete with 3M uh, on um, industrial sandpaper as one way to abrasives, basically. Mm-hmm. And these are very expensive pieces of, of abrasive because they're little diamond chips in them and things like that. And the segment that they were going after, it was uh, so specific and and i just loved it because it was aerospace refurbishment so it 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 can't get more specific than that they they refurbished uh big jet engine turbines and wings of aircraft i mean so you're sanding down aluminum basically but they wanted to know what are the needs that are different for the, the, the for this segment this micro segment and they ended up did did find some very different needs by a um, ethnography observation by just going and looking mm-hmm. and wa- watching them and learning and listening and and then they moved on to the next they learned and made some some uh, some kind of product adjustments and sales adjustments and speaking that language and then moving on to the next one yeah and that and I mean there are so many different ways you can segment. And, um, uh, and, and, but the main thing is to do it. That's the main thing, right? Don't you agree? Yeah, you could, you could, t- you could talk about it a lot. We could, you could it. study it, but maybe you don't even do it. Maybe you think about it, but you, it is, yeah, just doing it. It, it, and everybody thinks that there's like 100% the right way to do something and the wrong way to do something. 
Right. There's actually many ways to segment, and you'll never know really because you'll never get a controlled experiment perfectly. Right. So just do it. Yeah. Yeah. You, I think you, you, you can't I don't get wrong. I'm, you you'll do better than if you don't. I'm pretty sure I've said this before. <clears throat> there are many roads to the top of the mountain. And you know, and and you can find different roads depending upon, say, the segment you're talking to, the message you're talking to, the application that they need they need it for. Uh, you know, may, the the uh, you know the different types of uh, problems that people might have, um, and uh, uh, you know, and or, or the the different um, like when you talk about like in aerospace, they might you know your product might be used differently for for a company in aerospace, you know, versus one that's in say automotive. You know, or recreational vehicles, or or something like that, and you know, and the point, and you're talking to those people again from their perspective. What do they need? This? What do they? What do they need that you can help them with? Right. right. And uh, and and I think it was Robert Collier in his famous book, uh, the Robert Collier sales book, <laughs> letter sales letter book, or something, a sales letter uh, book, many many years ago. You know, he said he said. You want to join the conversation that is already going on in the customer's mind. You know that's what you want to do as a marketer, and 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 that's what each one of these segments they have their own conversation going on. You know, absolutely, they, they that's have a, their own that. conversation. I I love that. I love that. And and all you can do, you could just use your imagination. What that makes me realize by listening to that is that. Uh, People have businesses. The people have ongoing businesses that they're working day in and day out and trying to overcome challenges. And it's not like, oh, you knock on their door or you send them an email or you call them. It may be the first time you're coming in contact with them, but they've got this ongoing thing that they deal with all the time. Yep. They so wake up with it. They wake yeah. up with it. They sleep yeah. with it. They, they yeah. come to, they So come it's to not like, like all of a sudden they've been waiting their entire life for you to call. And and shine, you know, the light on thing. No, that's not actually it. You just, <laughs> it's like, I'm really busy right now doing what I do. Yeah. So it's hard to break through that. But when you can actually get in a conversation about what those challenges are and person thinks, well, maybe you actually could help me, then you're making progress. Right. Now, we are at the end of our, of, of this. No. But, but I want, but what no, I want. No, we can't be. We we are pretty much at the end. We may have to continue a topic like this, this segment. This is, a, is this a, yeah, this we're, is we're at the end of this segment. <laughs> but well, here's what I would like. Here's what I would suggest that we're going to do. I mean, obviously, obviously, you know, if if you are getting a, a good value from us, uh, you know, we hope that you will like us. We hope that you will share. You will subscribe to us. That you will share it um, with with your fellow moose, right? People that, that you in your the segment that you live in, but also. I'm gonna. I want us to give us give a couple plugs for our books because this is the type of stuff that goes into you know we go into more depth in depth in our books about these kind you know things that we're having we conversations do. about. So so the Dave Loomis, tell them what the name of your book is. It is called Marketing is Everything We Do: Why Serving Others Brings Success in Business and in Life by David Mayo Loomis. I actually have a middle name. It's my mom's maiden name. You're a you're a, a dressing. Uh, ask me if I like mayonnaise on my sandwich. <laughs> you have to ask that. Do you, do you like mayonnaise on your 
Stop. Mayo's my middle name. Mayo. <laughs> You've heard of the Mayo Clinic, right? Yes, sir. I sure have. No relation. Right. That's my follow-up, Joe. And the name of my book is Uncopyable, How to Create an Unfair Advantage Over Your Competition. Um, and, uh, and next year, I got a new one coming out. But get that one for right now. Uh, get both of those for right now. Quite frankly, they're both easy reading, and they're both just jammed with great information. So that go get true. them. Go that get them. Go get them, and then we will be back again. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hand it over to my, my uh, compadre in, in crime here to take us out of here. Thank you so much for joining us again. And uh, if, you, if you like this, you don't have to wait very long. Just another week, and we'll have another episode, and it'll be even better than this one. So thanks for listening to the B2B Marketing and Sales Podcast with the Dave Loomis, myself, and not the rock star, Steve Miller. So we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to another episode of the one and only B2B Marketing and Sales Podcast, the source for B2B Marketing and Sales Insights. If you enjoyed the podcast, please be sure to subscribe and leave these old guys a five-star rating. Check the show notes for any links and contact information. You can always contact us by going to B2BMarketingSalesPodcast.com. Thank you, and keep on marketing. Keep on selling.